Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis with you on this lovely Mother's Day. Yeah, we're just trying to give you a little baseball. Give you a little little, little fix, man. We're all jonesing, right? Hopefully it'll be back soon. Joining us right now. And a uh, huge fan. Uh, we actually... Shared a cubby hole in the in the old newsroom at uh, at what was then Comcast Sports, then NBC Sports Philadelphia. Does a great job covering of a host of things for NBC Sports Philadelphia, and certainly uh, knows the challenges of of trying to cover sports right now when there really isn't a whole lot of sports. You got to get real creative. The one and only, if I were on Twitter at Amy Fadul NBCS. Amy, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks for having me. Happy Mother's Day, first and foremost. Thank you. Thank you. Same to your lovely wife, Maggie, as well. And Amy's a great follow on Twitter if you want to see the exploits of her son, Sean, who is uh, <laughs> who will hit a home run, hit a hoop, reactive, uh, you know, if, if if there's a Colin Gillespie miss at the last second or make for the Wildcats, yeah. he'll, he'll go a little crazy. So I would suggest everybody check that out. It's always uh, always entertaining. It's all about the celebration. That's right. So let's be self-indulgent for a minute, Aim. okay? It's Mother's Day, yeah. right? We can do that, right? Sure. So I told this story earlier, and we can we can pick up on it. You and I, uh, back on Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl <laughs> 52, had quite a day. So it was the best day. It was awesome. So you, you hosted the show, but we did a five-hour you – know, doing five hours on radio is a little bit different than TV. Doing a five-hour pregame show on TV is a, is a long time. But it was an absolute blast. And, and and so let's kind of walk through the day. We did five hours of pre. We did a, a post game, a little mini post game, and then we did an end game. But let's go back to the five hour pregame because I told the story about us having a couple cocktails on the air after the uh, after the Super Bowl victory. But that was a wild day, man. It was such a good day. It was uh, it, it was early. I mean, everybody started early. <laughs> we were just the only ones we didn't start drinking until later. But yes. um it was, you know, it was one of those surreal moments that, you know, we get jaded, maybe not the right word, but we can get a little bit immune to some of the outside feelings of, you know, being a sports fan, even though you and I and everybody that, that works in sports, you are a sports fan. That's why you get into the whole business, of course. But, you know, obviously you have to turn certain sides of that off to be the reporter and the anchor and stuff like that. But on that day, I mean, you, you got those nervous, excited jitters because, your team is in the freaking Super Bowl for Pete's sake, and it's like we're starting this, and and 
it was that nervous energy that I think really carried us through. Because five hours is a lot, it's a lot of TV time. I mean, we had commercial breaks and everything, obviously, but that's a lot of content time to fill. And and you're, you're obviously we're going up to Minnesota, and those poor guys are freezing their asses. Oh my God! So <laughs> literally, like you, yeah, you're not kidding. Like literally, oh. our cameraman's hand got yeah, frozen froze. to his camera trying to do a froze. live shot. So he had to freeze. So he, and like batteries were freezing, so they would have to run inside their trailers. And so we're getting at one point. I remember Sean was out there, and he had to shoot the shot because uh, Spiels, Brian Spielman, the photographer, the camera guy, his hand literally froze, like he couldn't move it from in his glove, and it wouldn't, it couldn't press any buttons, which obviously is a problem. So yeah. they were, of course, we're in the warm studio and tossing up there. But we had to, you know, we had obviously our own stuff in studio. We had uh, fans coming in and and different things like that. And then we had people. Um, we quit Michael to obviously come in at some at one point as well. So we had a lot of stuff. It was just such a great day. I mean, there's so many great days when you cover sports. Obviously, it's you know, you get to watch your teams, you get to watch games, but the energy I remember from that day, just getting up and, and being on that set with you and with Danny and the Marshall, it was just one of those like, This is awesome. Like I'm here with people that I love and care about that are my friends, and we're going to get ready to watch our team in the Super Bowl, and this is happening, and we're talking about it. Like, it was, it was probably one of my top five moments in, you know, the 20 years that I've, I've been in this industry. It was such a great, great day. I'm with you 100%. So then we get a little bit of a break. You know, you get something to eat, you chill out for a minute, but you're watching the game. Obviously, that's nerve-wracking too. But then mm-hmm. we know that we're going to be – you, yourself – Danny Palmels and, and and me, we're going to be the first ones on because the post game crew, Michael and Barrett and Ray and Seth and and the governor, can't come on because NBC Network had, has to sign off from the location. Mm-hmm. So we we're going to be the first for you know people that that people see, regardless, either it's going to be the most depressing situation yeah. or the best party situation. So you and I are talking about this a couple of days before. We're like. Look, we we gotta get something here. We gotta make this yeah, you gotta special. Do something big, right? Yeah. So you're like, I'm 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 getting champagne and I'm wearing my prom dress basically, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I gotta put a little twist on this thing. So I I tell my wife that Saturday because I'm working. I'm like, you gotta get to the liquor store and see if you can yeah. find me some Mad Dog 2020 old school. We gotta make this thing happen. And then we go to the bosses and we're like, look, we can we do this? And they're like, yeah. yes, just don't lose your mind out there. Yeah, but you they're can, like, yeah, just. You know, don't go, go, go crazy. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, if they went, well, the funny thing was our plan was you, you and I had been texting and talking about it. Like I'll get the champagne and, and you said, we're like, well, I'll get the mad dog 2020. So in case they don't win, then we could drown our sorrows. Of course right. we ended up drinking both because <laughs> people in the newsroom were drinking it. I had to try to open champagne. Uh, we just re-aired actually on <laughs> NBC Sports Philadelphia just this past week. Right. We re-aired the post game show and I wasn't sure you know, obviously they condensed those things for time. I was like, are they going to show up? And then sure enough, I'm out there in my green sequin <laughs> full-length gown trying to open champagne on set on the queue, something I've done, but usually not under pressure. But it was funny. You know, you're watching the game, and I wasn't going to change into the dress until we definitively knew they were going to win just because I didn't want to jinx them. I didn't want to, like, walk around, obviously, in this full-length gown. And then when it was Brandon Graham's strip sack, I literally stood up in the newsroom, and I looked at you, and I was like, I'm going to change. Yep. Get out the booth. That's awesome. Yeah, we ended up so with the pregame or the, the we had to come on right away. So the game ended and we were on from the jump for you know a, a bit, and then the post game took over and then we came on for end game and, that, and that's when we enjoyed. We were 
we're more relaxed by then. We'd already drank an entire bottle of champagne, so <laughs> that's when we decided to treat the bad dog. Yeah, there was a little edge taken off for, for Endgame, for sure. That was a, It was also like 2 o'clock in the morning. Right, and then, and then I'll never forget this, too, not to just continue with the memory lane stuff, but you and I did this <laughs> – Oh, this this pre the plane the, the the plane, the plane, plane landing. landing uh like three hour I, I don't know how to explain what we did it was like what uh, the next day or two days later whatever it was yeah yeah I guess it was I yeah I don't think it was the next day I think that they stayed there because they had to do like the the post press conference type of thing they do that like the morning after and so it's either the day the next day yeah the, like a full twenty four hours after. And so they're like, oh, we're going to get the plane landing. So we have a crew out there. I think it was Marshall was out there. Danny, I can't remember. I think it was Marshall that was out there. It was. And it was. Then, you know, yeah. We have a camera guy out there, obviously, to get the plane landing and everything. And they're, we don't know when the plane, you think you know, obviously, you know, it's, you can't really see in there. They're at the private jet park, for which obviously is different from the commercial part of the Philadelphia airport. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're just going to fill time. And you and I looked at each other. Well, I mean, Rob and I could talk to a brick wall. And I think we might have. We yeah. might have interviewed the brick wall that morning on the uh, plane landing day because we did a solid three hours. It was unbelievable. Television. Oh, man. It was and a great speaking, day. The yeah, it was, it was, game, yeah. Everything was the whole. All fun. It, it was so fun to be able to, to relive some of that and to watch it again, watch the postgame show and watch the parade and see see it all. It really kind of takes you back. And obviously you, you want to get there again and you want to have that feeling again. In, in whatever form you feel like you can, but just taking it back, it was just there wasn't a, a smile didn't leave my face that entire day. It no. was just, and or for like weeks after, it was just such a great, great time, and it was just it it couldn't have happened at a better time in our city, and and it couldn't have happened to a better place because obviously you know we've been waiting for it for so long. It was just so appreciated, and uh, you know, everybody always said, oh look at Kansas City's parade. I'm like, hey, listen, this was. <laughs> We didn't just have one party. It was like 50 parties over like a three-week span. I mean, I, it just it was such a great, great time. It was a lot of fun. We're speaking with Amy Fadul of NBC Sports Philadelphia. So let me ask you, Amy, obviously we're all longing to get back to that and hoping that that's you know, going to be back soon. Um, how challenging has the last couple of months been? Like I know from our standpoint, yeah, it can be tough sometimes coming up with content if there isn't an NFL draft or free agency, just coming up with some other stuff with there not being sports. How tough has it been been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely had its challenges. I mean, it's like with anything, you can look at it as an opportunity. And I think there are some opportunities that have been good. You know, we get to re-air some games. And I know there's been a lot of questions asked about like, oh, why can't you I want to see the 1983. Well, just we don't have those just sitting in a vault somewhere where I can just pick up the tape and put it in and play. So mm-hmm. there's obviously, you know, protocols you have to go through. But we've been able to show a lot of different things. And it was funny, right when we knew that we weren't going to have any sports, you know, until everybody kind of got this whole idea, you know, kind of wrapped their heads around it for that first week. That's what we did at our house. Like, obviously, we're a sports family. I work there. husband Sean works there. Shawnee is big into sports. So we started watching we started showing him the 93 games and the 08 games just on YouTube and, and putting those on television. So it's been really fun for this next generation to kind of be able to watch that. And we've got some really good things. I mean, the one thing that's really great and it's maybe surprising is how accessible all these athletes are and their willingness to be able to sit down for an interview. I mean, mm-hmm. we had, we sat down with Nick Foles for over half an hour and that was a great interview. And then we have one coming up with Cole Hamels. Jim Salisbury, and he basically went, you know, down memory lane and talked about everything from, you know, the 08 season to what he's doing now. And we're going to have a special on that coming up. 
um, Cole Hamels, and he was just he was as candid as any player I've seen about you know where he thinks baseball is going to be, what he thinks is going to happen. But his memories of OA are. I mean, I'd sat there, and I was obviously on the other side when they were doing this, but I could see it, I hear it on the um, Zoom call. I just sat there and listened. I mean, it was fascinating to listen to him kind of go through his, you know, mentality and what they were thinking and what he was thinking about, you know, watching certain plays happen behind him and then in front of him, and then when he's on the bench, you know, obviously someone else is pitching. That would be a really interesting thing. So as far as, like, the, the challenges it presents, it's been interesting because you've been able to kind of deep dive into some things that maybe you didn't have an opportunity to before because of that. Like you can sit down Cole Hamels for 30 minutes and go down memory lane and really kind of really pick his brain. Jim Salisbury did about, you know, what it was like for him in that moment. And, you know, you've heard bits and pieces, but I don't know that I've heard him with this much detail mm. talk about his mentality of what it was like and the rarefied air that he's in as far as being a world series MVP in Philadelphia. So that to me, those things are interesting. And then we've got, you know, other stuff that you kind of have to manufacture is probably not the right, right way to put it, but you really have to kind of, you know, put things out there and, and see what the interest is. I mean, we all know people are just dying for sports, but you don't want to just put out anything. Like no one wants to see some random Sixers game. No one wants to see the process Sixers. <laughs> those are going to stay where they are. I would right. think. Unless they really want to have a glutton for punishment. But it's been fun to, like, look back and say, oh, there's Ben Simmons' first triple-double and, and kind of watch that again. And, you know, it's it's the soundtrack certainly of so many people's evenings, and it's weird to not have it. You know, it's weird to try to talk about something else with athletes. I did an interview with Malik Jackson, and we're talking, and I was like, what do you think this is going to be like? And he answers just the rest of us, like, I don't know. I have no clue, like, what it's going to look like. Like, we're just trying to live every day and – Hopefully one day the call comes that, you know, we can go back to the practice facility and, you know, start this whole thing again. So it's been interesting to kind of have that access with the athletes and and to kind of turn some of their stories into, you know, the content that we can air. All right. So before uh, we wrap things up, you you do a great job hosting, you know, in in studio uh, the Sixers pre- and post-game show. So I got to ask you, if they do return – you know, I have a real hard time having a feel for what it's going to look like. I mean, you're you're not going to be with. There's going to be no fans. We know how much the home court advantage, you know, played in the Sixers' favor. Uh, they were a tough team to figure out to begin with. You know, even before all of this, how would this thing look? You think if they came back? I mean, what, what's your sense from a yeah. confidence standpoint? I mean, I think that you know when you're thinking about it, and I know baseball has a proposal that they're going to you know push out to the owners, and then if it passes to the players' union, you know, this week. Baseball is not a really hands-on sport. You don't have a lot of interaction with with other players. Basketball is the most interactive. I mean, there's nothing between you. There's no face masks. There's no shoulder pads. It's you, a jersey, and the guy sweating on you. So, to me, basketball would have to be the most cautious of any of the sports right now. Um, You know, I've heard about the the neutral site. You know, maybe it's Vegas. Maybe it's Disney World. I, I don't know what it would look like. I certainly want something to come back. I think they got through so much of the season. It's not like we were 20 games in. I mean, you're 60-plus games in at this point. Some teams only have 17, 18 games to go, and you're thinking that would be a real shame to not crown a champion when you've had you know three-fourths of the season, over three-fourths of the season already played. So I think that what it'll look like is a, like what we've seen with, if you if anybody watched like the UFC, I mean, it'll it's surreal. Hmm. You're watching – 
an, a sporting event or how golf will be in about a month. You know, you're watching a sporting event and there's no one there. And I, I think they'll have to put something over like a soundtrack in because otherwise you're hearing squeaky shoes and trash talk, which I imagine is probably not going to be for a public consumption for the most part. But I don't know. I mean, I think that's, it's going to come down to me, the players. Um, I know that Adam Silver has been really um, big on he wants to make sure every single player can get tested, every single person that's going to be with the team can be tested and repeatedly tested, but he doesn't want to take away any tests from people that need them, first responders, um, people that think they might have COVID-19. So, I mean, I, I think, honestly, we're further away from basketball than we are any of the sports, even though, you know, essentially you're thinking about the timeline, it should be one of the first back. I think because of the way you have, the way you play basketball, I mean, we've all played, you're right up in the guy's grill and he's sweating on you. And obviously, you know, there's so much interaction. I, I don't know how it's going to look. I hope that it's back in even a, a, a fanless forum. But I, I, I can't imagine that right now that it, it comes to fruition before July. Yeah, I'm with you. Aim, well said. Again, happy Mother's Day. Miss you. Great talking to you. Miss and, you and too. wish Thanks, you guys buddy. all the best. All right, you got it. Thank you, Aim. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.